Hello, and welcome to Cali Formula One. My name is Jojo Joseph, and we're coming to you from San Diego, California. Uh, Wow, what a race today. We're going to be talking about the French Grand Prix. Uh, what many people were going to say was a snooze fest at Circuit Paul Ricard uh, turned out to be anything but. Um, probably one of the best races, especially for that track, which is known for uh, it being hard to overpass and overtake. Uh, it turned out to be uh, really good, and there happened to be some pretty spectacular moves um, that happened in this uh, race today. Um, right off the bat, we're going to just jump right in. Um, man, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Red Bull racing Honda, uh, what a masterclass by them all around. If there's ever such thing as a perfect weekend, actually the only thing that kept it from being a perfect weekend was they didn't have a one-two lockout at the front, but I mean, both drivers bought their A game, both ended up on the podium, Max obviously with the win, Sergio with the three spot, um, both drivers, uh, pretty much embarrassed their Mercedes counterparts. Um, and the pit crew came in handy with a, a, a timely uh, pit stop that put Max ahead um, to regain the lead in the race. Uh, the strategy was amazing, doing the undercut, and then switching to a two-strop strategy, catching Mercedes off balance, um, and really, quite frankly, making Mercedes look dumb. Lewis Hamilton uh, drove really well today. Valtteri uh, did okay. I think he had a little bit of a tr trouble defending, but we'll get to that later. But back to, to Red Bull, you know, right off the bat, uh, Max Verstappen qualified on pole. Um, he rapidly made a mistake in turn one into turn two, uh, giving Lewis the lead. Uh, but really, they just kind of settled down at this point. They could have just sat there and said, okay, well, you know, it's going to be hard to overpass. What are we going to do? But really, it came down to everything just going right for them. Max really put his head down. Uh, you could tell, I mean, he's always been a talented driver. He came into Formula One when he was 17 years old. But you could tell right now he's kind of doing the Lewis Hamilton thing, which is he's managing his tires, he's getting those fast laps, he's learning to sit there, knows when to get aggressive, when to not get aggressive, when to, you know, feel the car. If there's anyone who's really on Lewis's level right now, it's Max. And it's pretty obvious from today's race because, you know, he was able to keep a pretty good distance. Lewis didn't build a big lead after that early uh, overtake uh, after Max's mistake. And so Max was able to hang in there. He didn't let the, the lead get too too big. He did, wasn't able to catch up, but it was just enough. So when they did the undercut with that amazing pit stop, he came out ahead. And that really changed the race on its head. Uh, you know, there's other things that we're going to talk about what could have been from Mercedes. But really, I mean, you know, Mercedes pulled Lewis in on a pit stop uh, one, one uh, lap uh, after Max. Uh, and they had a good pit stop, but it was just the fact that Max really knew what he did, what Lewis Hamilton did. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, with Mercedes, with their undercuts, um, you know, uh, where they're able to sit there and push and push and push and then able to make sure that they cut off uh, the leader uh, when, they're, when they are behind. Red Bull did that. Max Verstappen did that. Sergio Perez, the same thing. You know, they left him out a couple laps more, and he pushed, and he pushed, and he pushed, and he built up a nice lead. Uh, that allowed a couple things. Number one, it allowed him to get into the lead. Uh, it put Mercedes again on the back foot. It allowed him to be in a good spot to get fresher tires later, which allowed him to track down Valtteri Bottas. Um, and also, you know, when it came time, uh, he was able, to, you know, he let Max go ahead. Uh, and, you know, like we talked about the last couple of weeks, you know, this is exactly what Red Bull needed. They wanted a B driver or second driver. I, I really shouldn't call him a B driver because he's so good. Um, and it's really not fair, but, you know, a teammate. Uh, they had a teammate that was able to let Max 
go race while he took care of the second Mercedes. Uh, a true wingman, a true teammate, uh, and they did that extremely well. Um, and, you know, just, just to show you how well it is, uh, you know, Max extended his lead. Uh, he's now uh, clear ahead, right, about 12 points ahead of uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton, um, you know, who's only four uh, going into this race. Uh, so he built, he's building a lead. Now, it's, yeah, obviously it's still close, you know, and there's still a lot of the season left and everything. But when you look at the fact that Red Bull has momentum, they've had three wins the last three races. That's the first time they've done that since, I think, 2013. Um, so, you know, they have momentum on their side. They're comfortably ahead in the constructor standings, too. Um, well ahead of Mercedes, who everyone thought was going to run away uh, as they've dominated the turbo hybrid era. But not this year. Not this year. Red Bull Racing seems to seems to have the uh, the edge uh, so far. So, I mean, looking at this race, um, you know, we can't say enough nice things about Red Bull Racing. Uh, Max and Max and Sergio have to be feeling really, really good as they head into the second race uh, of this triple header. Moving on to Mercedes now, um, you know, really there were some bright spots, uh, but really, you know, they're going to go back and circle up and say, geez, maybe we screwed up. Ultimately, I think the drivers really aren't to blame. They're, I don't think they're to blame at all, to be honest with you. I think it really comes down to strategy, tactics, um, you know, because really, you know, both drivers can't lose. Came out swinging. He took the lead early. He was racing really well, um, you know, and, and what's what's sad about this is, you know, when it turned out this was going to be a two-stop race um, and Valtteri actually questioned it being a two, two-part race, he's actually... The video's out there. He, he's pretty upset at the end when this whole thing backfired. Um, Mercedes kind of doubled down and said, no, 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 just stay out there. Just stay out there. Um, and, you know, it put Valtteri in a bad position because he was able to get uh, tracked down first by Max and then by Sergio, uh, leaving him off the podium, which he has to be pretty upset about. Um, you know, like I said, he's been trying, uh, like, like heck, to get back. Um, you know, he didn't defend very well when both drivers came up on him. Um, but you, you could just say at that point his tires were spent. He couldn't, there was not much he could do, um, you know, or whatever. But he did kind of make mistakes when Max uh, took him down. But, you know, really when you look at the fact that, like, both drivers, Lewis kind of questioned saying, hey, you know, we kind of mentioned this in the morning and you guys kind of discarded it. And, you know, it turns out both drivers t- tended to be right. Um, you know, that, that's got to hurt, you know, especially considering, you know, Lewis is going, okay, well, this is – three races in a row where something really stupid has happened. Um, and we'll get to those that one race where seems to be so far the the, the, the change here or, you know, the, the kind of um, uh, the one race that's a different that for, for these uh, championship race, sorry. Um, you know, but really, you know, Mercedes, after that Barcelona race where it was looked amazing and they had their strategy down, it looks like their strategy – People maybe that let they go to their head or something because uh, it's been terrible. I mean, they, they they definitely messed up this this race for both drivers. I don't think the drivers are any blamed at whatsoever. Yes, the defending by Valtteri was a little bit bad. Lewis at the end was doing really well. Like I mean, he was on one you know he was on hard tires. Max had the fresher medium tires, and Lewis was stretching it out as best as he can. But it was inevitable, you know, and it became relatively inevitable with about four or five laps left that he was going to get caught. Um, he didn't make as good a defense as you know people thought he was going to be, but I think they're looking at saying it was better just to preserve the tires and just take second and just get the points. Uh, I think maybe he's a little bit snake bit after what happened last week uh, with that whole uh, brake magic issue. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tight at the top. Max and Red Bull are ahead in both 
uh, the individual and the constructor standings. Um, and so we have a battle on our hands. We have a season. It's competitive. This is what people wanted. So um, this is, this is uh, I don't know if it's going to go down to the wire, if it's going to go back and forth, or if Max is just solely going to extend this lead. Um, who knows how it's going to play out, but at least it's something close and something that's right now unpredictable. Now, those, those are our top four. Uh, they both qualify, uh, both, all four, both teams, I'm sorry, but all four drivers uh, qualified in the two front rows and everything. But moving on, uh, we're going to talk about the team, I think, who had another great day. Uh, not as great as Red Bull, but still great. As I mentioned in the preview, uh, McLaren was a little bit uh, doing well. They had, they had to be happy, but they also were looking up at, at Ferrari going, what the heck? You know, we, we should be the clear number three team here. You know, we should be ahead, and somehow we're slightly behind. Uh, and both drivers came out swinging today. Both drivers did really, really well. Both drivers finished fifth and sixth. Lando Norris, uh, I mean, we're, we're just going to continue to say nice things about him. Um, the only driver uh, in this season that has scored a point um, out of all the drivers. That's pretty impressive considering who else is on the list. Um, but, yeah, he's finishing five, uh, another top five for him. He started eighth on the grid, so, like, McLaren's qualifying wasn't really that good. Um, but they were able to find the pace today. They had great strategy today, but really both drivers really seemed to do well. Lando really was aggressive. He really had the pace. He is in the faster car. Like, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, who has whose car has the best race pace. It is definitely Lando. There was times there where it was they were racing each other, actually, um, and it looked like, you know, Lando was the faster driver. Um, and even at one point, Daniel did let Lando go ahead just because his pace was there. Now, on, on the flip side of it, Daniel who we've talked about struggling and he's been trying to get used to the car. Everyone knows this. It's not him not knowing what to do. It's just that the car is different than the, the Renault car he's drove or the Red Bull before that. Um, so Daniel, uh, you know, was seemed like he's been doing a lot of work. They've been saying he's doing a lot of work back at the factory. He's been working with the teams. And today it looked like it paid off. I mean, he, start, he, he did qualify terribly. Um, you know, he started 10th on the grid. Finished sixth, though. But, I mean, when you watch the race, there were moments where it was vintage Daniel Ricciardo. He's known for being one of those late breakers, taking the taking the corner and managing to stay on the track. Completely, you know, very gutsy driving. Very, very, very gutsy driving. And we saw that today. You know, yes, he battled with his teammate Lando. And Lando did have the upper edge. But Daniel held his own. He had some great overtakes. Um, looked, looked great. I mean, you know, he's got to be feeling really good about this weekend, especially coming off the qualifying where they didn't quite look that great. Uh, but, you know, to be have race pace, to be able to overtake people, hunting people down, being able to break late and just you know, get out of the apex of the turn like he's known for doing, he's got to feel really, really good about that. And McLaren overall, like they came out swinging this weekend. I think they had a chip on their shoulder coming out saying, look, we shouldn't be behind Ferrari, and now they're not. Uh, both both the drivers did really well, and uh, there's a lot of positivity with that team moving on to uh pierre gasly and alpha towery and yuki sonoda um kind of a mixed bag here you know uh, pierre started sixth finished seventh um you know obviously he wishes he did better i think he was scrapping a little bit uh you know with uh the midfield uh he was scrapping with lando for sure those two had a bit of a tangle uh lando not being very happy with pierre he was able to finally track him down uh, Pierre staying ahead of uh, the Alpines and the Aston Martins. Um, so he can't feel really, really bad. I think he wanted to do a little bit better 
considering it was his home Grand Prix and he has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, uh, considering uh, the long-term deal the other Frenchman, Esteban Ocon, got. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, he can't feel too bad about himself. His teammate uh, really shouldn't feel bad at all. Yuki Tsunoda, um, he uh, had a pretty bad wreck in qualifying, uh, had to start from the pit lane, also finished all the way, started all the way in the back, uh, and ended up 13th. So he was able to uh, overcome um, some pretty big odds there, uh, considering where he started, considering the damage to the car. Uh, if you watch the video, there's a lot of memes now. It looks like uh, when he when this car spun out, it looked like a you know a Shakira dancing with the way the rear end was was shaking. Um, Google it; it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, both drivers seem to do really well, considering uh, you know Pierre. I think he's in a good spot. Um, you know, considering the car he has. And the competition, I think he's holding himself well. Yuki, definitely, uh, he's got to feel pretty good considering, again, you know, he had a couple of rough races there, and it looks like he's finally getting back. Yes, he still made a mistake in qualifying, but it looks like he acquitted himself getting back. I mean, he could have qualified easily higher and finished higher. So the Alpha Tower team has nothing really to feel bad about. Uh, a bit of a mixed bag with the Alpine team. Now, the French team at the French Grand Prix was obviously hoping for some really good things to go on, um, and they kind of had a mixed bag. Uh, Fernando Alonso drove really, really well. He was very competitive. He was battling out with Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Daniel ended up getting him, battling out with Pierre Gasly, battling off uh, with Sebastian Vettel, uh, finishing two seconds ahead of him. Um, you know, So he was in the mix of things. He looks like he has a really good form right now. It looks like he's sitting there um, you know, uh, you know, racing well, He's currently 11th in the standings, but when you look at the fact that like he's had, you know, four uh, four top tens, but you know his last two races he's he's been doing very well, and his last two races he's been doing better than his teammate. Now Esteban, um, a little bit of a weird one here because you know he, Esteban was racing really well and then had an unfortunate retirement in Azerbaijan, which wasn't his fault. Um, but then coming into this race, he just signed a big contract. You kind of feel gutted for him. The French driver on the French team signs his massive contract, and he comes in this weekend. Um, and uh, you know, maybe maybe the weekend got to him. Maybe everything. He started off 11th, ended up 14th. Terrible day. Didn't have the pace. No idea what's going on there. Probably a weekend to forget. Um, but really, um, a mixed bag for Alpine, just because you know I think they wanted both drivers, and they felt they could have got both drivers in the points, um, and that that did not happen. So. We'll see what's, what happens moving forward. Um, in one sense, the car has pace. The car is competitive. I just think it's just the pieces aren't clicking as much as it should. But it, it's interesting to see also like the the difference in the drivers. If you look at their standings, it, it's just when one does good, the other doesn't. When one does good, the other doesn't. So it's, it's kind of weird to see that. Um, and so the consistency for the team overall isn't there. Uh, another team, though, that did have a pretty consistent uh, day, uh, Aston Martin, um, you know, both drivers improved dramatically. Both drivers should be pretty happy with themselves. They had a terrible qualifying session. Uh, Sebastian Vettel uh, was uh, qualified 12th, um, didn't have the pace. Lance Stroll, unfortunately, got stuck up when there was a safety car, a red flag, I'm sorry, uh, in qualifying. So he started 19th on the grid. Um, you know, uh, the only one behind him was Yuki Soda, and both of them charged to the pack. They did the best they could considering the circumstances. Um, Aston Martin did have a good strategy of keeping both of them out there as long as they can. Uh, complete overcut, uh, which they tend to do. They do that with Lance a lot. Well, uh, Lance a lot. Uh, well, they'll sit there and stretch him out and stretch him out and stretch him out uh, as everyone pits and keep him on the tires. As you probably remember 
last week they were trying to do that um, in Azerbaijan when he had that unfortunate retirement because of the uh, tire issue. But essentially they were gambling on that. Uh, and they did that this week uh, with both of them. They kept him out there uh, to try and kind of build out a nice little safety bubble. And it works. Uh, it puts them comfortably ahead of other drivers. Uh, it gets them both points. They have a double points finish. Um, they can, can, considering how they started in the ter- terrible qualifying session they had, I mean, they, they have to feel really good about that. Definitely improvements in both. Um, you know, and the team has to feel really good about being consistent, especially coming after uh, those uh, um, those street court circuits uh, where some teams did good and some teams didn't. They seem to be consistent across the board. A team that wasn't consistent, and we kind of mentioned this in the preview, that we didn't think was going to have, you know, a good uh, race. We were hoping they would, uh, but they didn't, was Ferrari. Ferrari had a weekend to forget. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, the fact that we're just getting to them now should uh, tell you everything. I mean, they qualified well. Carlos was seventh. Uh, Charles was seventh. I'm sorry, Carlos was fifth on the grid. Uh, Charles was seventh. Um, so they definitely, I mean, had the pace qualifying-wise. Uh, but once the race started, it, it just wasn't good for both drivers. Uh, Charles pitted early, and it just didn't work out for him. He was getting gunned down by the end, which actually affected the strategy for other teams because they were going like, yeah, that's, we're not going to do that with the tires. Um, but, uh, you know, both drivers did not seem to do very well. They got left behind. They got passed. I mean, you barely saw them really. When you saw them, it wasn't that good. Um, you know, so Ferrari's got their work cut out for them. They do have some positivity from the season so far. Um, you know, and, and the drivers are, are, are still up there in the standings. Um, you know, this is the both the first time that the uh, Ferrari team has not had both drivers get a point. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I take that back. No, no, actually, no, I'm right. Sorry. I read, read something wrong. Sorry. Yes, this is the first race where Ferrari didn't have a driver, uh, both drivers get points. Um, so, bad weekend for them. It's abnormal at this point, of the, you know, for the season. It's not like, you know, uh, we're expecting uh, it to do worse. I think they need to figure out the kinks. They need to get the race pace. They kind of reminded of another team that seems to qualify well for the car and then do terrible, which is who we're moving on to next, Williams. So uh, finishing up in 12th was George Russell. Um, you know, George quietly had a very good race, started 14th, held his own, you know, he had finished ahead of Yuki, Sonoda, um, you know, and Esteban Ocon, um, and Charles Leclerc. So, you know, he, he definitely um, had, had the pace that was better than usual. Uh, but like I said, considering that like once they start racing, they kind of fall off. I think he did a little bit better than we expected. His teammate didn't. Uh, you know, Nicholas finished uh, 18th after starting 16th, so a little bit of a gap there. This is probably the biggest gap between both drivers we've had, other than retirements um, for both of them. Really, I mean, yeah, I think that is the biggest gap we've had um, between the two drivers. Uh, so. Um, yeah, we'll, hopefully George Russell is able to continue this and, and keep going, um, but I'm not sure, um, you know, how well he's going to do moving forward just because we just don't know what the Williams, I mean, if they've made improvements, great. If not, you know, it could be as good as George was today at 12th or as bad as Nicholas was at 18th. So we don't know. We'll see what happens. Moving on to some of the back markers here, Alfa Romeo, um, we didn't hear much about them. And we didn't hear much about them. Uh, both of them did not have good qualifying sessions. Uh, Antonio and uh, Kimi, Kimi especially, uh, starting off 17th. Antonio started uh, 13th. Both lost, lost places. Um, I'm not sure. Again, Ferrari-powered engines. Um, they seem to do better on the street tracks. Both Ferrari and the Alfa Romeo Ferraris 
had terrible weekends. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just the street circuits that they seemed uh, inclined to, to do well in uh, because they just didn't do very well. Didn't hear much from both of them, um, and quite frankly, didn't expect to hear much from them, um, but they both did terribly, uh, and not as terrible as Haas, which we know um, they need a little bit of drama there coming at the end of last race where Nikita and, and Mick kind of mixed it up a little bit. Not sure if these guys like each other, but um, yeah, um, Nicholas, I'm sorry, Mick was able to overtake Nikita and, uh, you know, ended up finishing 19th. He did qualify 15th, but that was because there was an accident caused by Mick, which caused a red flag, which allowed him uh, to, to stay up there because everyone else who was behind him wasn't able to com uh, complete a lap. But his uh, highest uh, starting position on, on the grid, but uh, still ended up uh, second to last, and Nikita ended up in last place. The fastest lap was Max Verstappen. Um, you know, again, this is something that Mercedes didn't pit Valtteri Bottas uh, to get, which, again, was, you know, you have to question the strategy. Uh, but essentially, this this kind of whole thing wraps into, um, yeah, we have a, an amazing season so far. You know, so just to go over the standings real quick, you know, we have Max at number one, Lewis at number two, as you mentioned. Sergio is at number three. Um, not far behind Sergio, though, is Lando Norris. Like I said, consistently amazing consistently getting uh, points, the only one who's getting points, um, and he's uh, sitting pretty at number four now. How cool of a story, I don't think it could happen, but how cool of a story would it be if Lando was able to finish number three? You know, that would be that would be an amazing uh, accomplishment, especially this season. Uh, Valtteri is sitting at number five. Not very happy, uh, as you can tell, uh, or as we talked about with the... Uh, with the um, uh, the radio, uh, so he's he's probably going to go back and have a, a few words to, to, to uh, talk to the team about, but sitting at number five, we expect him to be higher than this. Even after a terrible weekend, uh, Charles and Carlos uh, at sixth and seventh, respectively. Pierre, again, at, at number eight. Uh, Daniel's up to nine, um, you know, moving up um, and slightly ahead of Sebastian Vettel. Um, and then there's a little bit of a gap, and you have Fernando and Esteban with the Alpine team at 11 and 12. Lance at 10, uh, Yuki Sonoda with 8, uh, pretty good for the rookie, and then everyone else with 1 or none. So um, really, you know, we're looking at a really, really good tight 1 and 2 right now. It's still pretty tight. Now that could easily change. If Max is just racking up wins, he's just going to build a comfortable gap, uh, even, even if Lewis is finished second. And, and we know this. This is how it works. Um, so uh, consistency is the key, as we mentioned. Same thing with Sergio Perez. Consistency is the key. Uh, you know, the same thing with Lando, consistency is the key. So we'll see what happens uh, and who's the most consistent driver. That's really what it's going to come down to at this point, which when one of these, you know, three drivers at the top is going to be the most consistent. They're going to get the most consistent uh, poles, most consistent front row, lock, uh, front row spots, the most consistent fastest laps, the most consistent top five podium, podiums, most, you know, consistent top five. That's really what it's going to come down to. Like, you know, as they're, they're all racing great. I don't want to hear anything. Well, what, one car's better than the other. They're, the cars are great. The drivers are great. The the strategies are, you know, there. The pit stops are there. The resources are there. It's really going to come down to consistency and a little bit of luck, as we all know how Formula One can be. Um, the constructor standings right now, you know, uh, uh, Red Bull's got a big lead on Mercedes, um, and they're, they're expanding it. Again, it helps to have a great second driver. Uh, McLaren took back that third spot, and they took it back with a vengeance over Ferrari. Uh, and then there's a little bit of a gap you know, like to the rest of the midfield with Alpha, Aston, and Alpine rounding out the rest of the midfield and the back markers. 
um, two points between those three teams. Um, moving on, you know, uh, we're going to just go right through and uh, talk about um, Austria. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a preview, I think, on Thursday for you guys, um, you know, and then go into the race and then move on, preview, and then race. Um, the second race, I'm actually heading out of town, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to get uh, uh, as good a, a show on. Um, but, yeah, we're heading into a really good uh, part of the uh, the calendar here with this triple header. So back to back to back. Like I said, Austria, because of COVID, we're going to have two races at Austria. So it should be a good time. We're going to have the W Series. We're going to have uh, the Formula 2 race, I think, also. But we are going to have the W Series, which we're going to talk about. I, I did not get a chance to see the Formula 2 race today, so I'm not going to get a chance to talk over that. But I promise I will uh, We'll get that uh, <laughs> uh, at part of the show as well. Um, just want to shout out a few people. Uh, I, I want to thank everyone, all the listeners, number one. Uh, we're, we're at 29 countries right now. Uh, so we added a few countries. New Zealand, hello. Uh, Norway, hello. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, we still have our loyal listeners both here in the United States and around the world. So we want to thank you for all, uh, for all that. Uh, I want to shout out to Authentically Anais, who's, uh, uh, put out some pretty good, uh, F1 videos. Authentically, A-N-A-I-S. Go check her out on YouTube. Uh, she's got some great, uh, F1 videos. Uh, so, uh, she's pretty good. And, uh, to everyone else around the world that has been listening, I thank you very much. Let everyone know to subscribe. On Apple, Spotify, Cali Formula One, the number one. Um, and so we're going to wrap it up now. Again, thank you all. We're going to come back uh, in a couple days here with a preview for Austria. Uh, we'll go over the track and kind of lay out what our predictions are going to be. Not going to be too long of a show because we're kind of coming off uh, this race and everything. So we're, we don't want to be too redundant. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited for things to happen. And, We'll see where it goes. This is Jojo Joseph, and talk to you guys later.